Welcome back to the Actu Podcast, a podcast for the real-life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. And I'm Josh Hallman. And as a reminder, Act 2 is now on Twitter. Follow us there. Act 2 Writers is what we're called. And yeah. <laughs> it's really where we finally get to like engage in the screenwriting conversation that happens on Twitter that can sometimes be inflammatory, but always interesting. I think Josh and I try to stay away from it personally, but Act 2 Writers is engaging. Yeah, I feel bad because uh, my I, I little by little, like I go in and out of Twitter. Like I'm just I'm like, I, I see the echo chamber of things that are happening there and people arguing and I'm like, I'm out. Should you bold your headlines or not, Joshua? This is yeah. important. Oh, oh my God. There's another thread about formatting. Holy <laughs> fuck. I'm going to read this one again. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking kidding. No, Enough. don't we you all know. Kid? Yeah, no, it's terrible. <laughs> Anyways. Also remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on topics that are coming up. And also it helps us get in front of other writers who may find this information useful. You can also DM us if you want questions, topic suggestions. Just want to tell us your formatting problems that you want to talk about <laughs> that you don't want to talk about on Twitter. You can reach out to us at act2writers at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. Or on our Instagram at act2writers. You can also find me on Instagram at Story Thursday and on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. And I'm on Instagram. It's Josh Hallman and Twitter, Joshua Hallman. Let me just say one thing. Yeah. I, I take it back. You know, I know some of the people who do these threads. Yes, you do. And it comes from a... <laughs> <laughs> I know that it comes from a a really helpful place. I know that. And they it genuinely probably helps want to people. do good. Of course. Okay. So the threads are helpful. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm in one of those. Uh, I've got one of those things going on today. <laughs> God, this is going to be great because today we are interviewing Josh about this. And today I feel like it's my great day of vengeance because you had to interview me last time. And now I get to make you talk about yourself, which I feel like is your least favorite topic. <laughs> well, it's because so many people... We've been, people have asked us about the Austin Film Festival and the Austin Film Festival is happening this month. And uh, I've received a few messages that because through this podcast, I've said that I've had a script uh, place in the Austin Film Festival. And I've obviously talked about my experience there, but some of the same questions were kind of coming up. And it, it appears that by me dodging questions in the past, oh, huh, mm -hmm. it has snuck back up and, mm. um, and uh, caught up with me. Yes. I have like seven pages of questions, so I'm like real excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to be really great. <laughs> All right, so you start with this week in writing? Yeah. <laughs> you know how this, there, everyone talks about having to move to Los Angeles? Or like there's this big debate of whether you have to move here or don't yeah. have to move here if you're a writer? And I've been doing some thinking about this. And here's what I've, I have like a, a little newish take. Mm. Oh. So. Like, at first, no. You obviously can get jobs without being in Los Angeles. Like, it's, it happens. It's currently happening. And so in that sense, no, you don't need to move to L.A. And I'm sure there's people who have successful careers who don't live in Los Angeles. But what I realized is that there is something that you can't really get. by like, When you're here in L.A., things feel very tangible, and you're starting to gain these experiences and bringing back my good old sports references that I know you love, Tasha. I do. I do love them. There is a basketball player named Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. He has a brother uh, named Seth Curry. I didn't know that. 
so these two brothers play in the NBA, and his fa- their father was an NBA player. Mm. Tasha, what are the odds that an NBA father would birth two sons that are both in the NBA? I feel like... I don't know either. Just say percentage. <laughs> I'll agree with you. <laughs> 25. 25, yeah, 2%. But the point <laughs> is, is they probably grew up around basketball. Yeah. They're in the atmosphere. And you start having this belief that I belong. Yeah. And when you're in Los Angeles, you get around certain people. Not just at any point. I'm not saying you have to live here forever. I'm just saying if you're yeah. here, you, you just start, you get a sense, you get a vibe. You're like, okay, I get this. I get these people. I get how things move. Things are attainable. I can do this. Now I can move away. So that's all I'm saying. I, I feel like people should live here. For... This is beautiful. I thought you were going the other direction. Like in your old age, you were thinking you don't have to live here anymore. But that was beautifully said. And I think you're so right. I remember, and I don't remember when this happened to me, but there was a time in my life where I was deep in this business trying to have a career. And I left for a little bit and I went, aha, I think it's when I moved to Boston for a little bit. There's a little time period for a year or two where I left Los Angeles to live in Boston. And it was terrible because Mm. every time i'd go to a cafe to write everyone in the cafe they were writing their like thesis statement for their college essays and they were working on their phds and it was all very cool stuff but it was it didn't have the energy that you have when you go to a cafe and you write here there's just something different and people care about movies here in a way they don't care about movies anywhere else in the world (laughs) so yeah yeah, you're right there's an energy and i've never really um sort of hit on that as as like something that's so important about living in la i've always just thought about the practical career reasons but that's absolutely fantastic this is this, the podcast is over. That's like the best bit of yeah. advice we could give. <laughs> We're done. That was it. Okay, that's my This Week in Writing. It's beautiful. Thank you. All right, so um, this last weekend, I started watching Why the Last Man, mm-hmm. which the premise of, if you don't know, is that all the men in the world or all of the people with a Y chromosome have died on the same day from some mysterious illness and only the women are left in an instant the world changes except for one guy why the last man and to me that is a tasha premise right there like only women (laughs) in the world (laughs) and Mm -hmm. what does that look like in the in in this kind of futuristic dysto like that's tasha stuff but i found myself sort of not engaging with the material and by the end of the second episode, I kind of left, had some dinner, came back, and was like, eh, I want to try something new. And then started mm. watching White Lotus, which is a small interpersonal drama set in Hawaii. No action whatsoever. And I binged that entire thing that night. And yeah. I was left wondering what the hell happened, because why wasn't I super drawn into the Tasha concept and not this White Lotus? And it's as simple as character. And I know that that sounds so obvious, but clearly that was sort of forgotten in this process in some ways that to me, like it, why the last man, I just wasn't accessing it in the, in the most exciting way, the way that I was able to with White Lotus. And it's all just about how character was portrayed and laid out and character, character, character. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so happy you watch White Lotus. Am I happy I watched White Lotus? (laughs) Yeah, you should be, so you can see what you're going to become. No, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) There's always this 
little like tinge in the back of my head as I was watching. Like, have I ever done that? I've never done that. There's no way I've done that. Oh, I for sure have done it. <laughs> okay, my last one. Then mm. we'll dive into this. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Awesome. And there was an action sequence in the beginning with a bus. Yeah. And if you are listening to this and you haven't seen it, or if you have seen it, try to recall this moment. It, it was a flashback to what we had talked about with constructing an action scene because mm. basically what happens, and this is not a spoiler, but what happens is like it's a casual bus ride. Someone gets confronted. It turns into this big fight. And then this crazy fight is happening. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, the driver uh, gets shot and taken out. And now Aquafina has to drive the bus. So it's like it gets like elevated a little bit. And then all of a sudden the bus rips in half. It gets mm -hmm. elevated a little bit more. And then the brakes are shot. Gets elevated more. They're in San Francisco and they're flying down a hill. It gets elevated even more. And they're and it, just like watching it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Because mm -hmm. all while the things with the bus are happening, there's this incredible fight sequence going on, which by the way, he's trying to secure something, uh, a necklace. And so there was just so much happening. Yeah. And it reminded me of what we talked about and just like, I was like, wow, that was incredible. Like everything about that was incredible. And I, I started to really think about it. And I highly recommend anyone to take another look at uh, that action sequence because it's great. I was so into that action sequence that I wasn't even picking it apart. But you're so right. And another element that keeps escalating are the bad guys. Like yeah. It starts off with just a, a no-name henchman builds, builds, builds to like the big-named henchman. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even that like – has another build where suddenly they're all fighting him all together. So yeah, that's that's really good. And I loved that movie. It was really fun. Great. Okay. All right, let's get into the meat. Austin Sweet. Film Festival. Josh is our resident expert on the Austin Film Festival, local Austin hero. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> all right. So in case you all don't know or you're new to the podcast, Josh once had a script, and I believe a short movie, both yeah. go to Austin, the Austin Film Festival, and he won all these great things, and we're going to talk about all those things in, in no, specificity. I won one thing. <laughs> you won all the things, and so we're going to talk about what that is, because as Josh mentioned, a lot of people are emailing us and asking us about what am I going to expect when I go to Austin this year or I didn't get in what does that mean and so we're going to kind of talk about all of that through the lens yeah. of Josh's experience so are you ready for this amazing interview I think so wait are you asking me or everyone else me you. probably <laughs> I and, and something else to talk about is uh, uh the, the the question of like what do you do when you get there and like how do you maximize it like that oh, was yes. I'm sure you're you're gonna oh, you're gonna talk gonna about get this into that. <laughs> and I'm just oh let me just little disclaimer here this is my experience this is not the way to do it I was there in I think it was like six years ago and then again two years ago so mm -hmm. things may have changed obviously the world has changed a bit so I'm just going to talk about what I that's it that's that's just the disclaimer I had to kind of throw out there. I feel like another disclaimer is if you're an alcoholic, you may not want to follow in Josh's footsteps on this one. Yeah. No, you might want to stop listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> All right, Josh, what is the Austin Film Festival? Is it like, in my mind, because I've never been... Is it like the Sundance Film Festival where there's just like a bunch of screenings of movies all day all over the city and you kind of have some meet and greets and then it's mostly just parties? Or is it something totally different? 
Uh, yeah, it's like a, a variation of that. So basically there are screenings, but I didn't go to any screenings either time. It Because it is a very um, writer-centric festival. And um, what I mean by that is while there are screenings, there's also like 15 panels, it feels like, or maybe like 12, so whatever, a, a, a very high amount of panels happening per day for writers, specifically designed for writers. So what's oh, wow. so great about Austin is like, and why it's different than Sundance is because I feel like Sundance is a bit more filmmaker uh, yeah. centric. And Austin's not shy at all about being a screenwriting festival. And they take care of screenwriters and they feel like they love the the the, the world of screenwriting. And so that's what I think really separates Austin from other festivals. That's awesome. So are the panels like how to write an action scene or what is structure like or do they get famous people to come in and talk can you just briefly yeah, say what some they, of the panels might be sure um there'll be a panel from a writer who, like shane black had a panel right like and Ooh. so he was talking about action movies this year i think uh beck and woods have a, oh, that's a right. panel mm -hmm. with with a few other people and i think they're talking about like character and character mm -hmm. arcs so there there's a very specific topic that can it's like everything we talk about on the podcast, but mm -hmm. it's like happening in panels. Yeah, that's super cool. All right, so what scripts and or movies have you submitted to the Austin Film Festival and which have gotten in? I've submitted one script, which was I Fuck James Bond. And <laughs> um, the, then we submitted one movie, my, the only short film I did, which was Robu. Which is out now. You can go see it. Yeah. Go Google R-O-B-U. Josh Yeah, Holman. go read the read the comments <laughs> read the comments like josh has been all right so how you have a movie here and a script here so how were those experiences different in general we'll get into specifics as well but like how in general was it different to have a movie and a script there i went with the short film after the script and the way that festivals work it's like you're forgotten very quickly you're right like, i didn't go back to austin and people were like it's the dude who had the script all those years ago. I remember him. No, no, no. It's just, it's just like anything. You know, so the it's guy like at the, the hotel wasn't like, hey, the man yeah. is back. Hey, what's up, man? You remember me? Um, no. So the script experience. So I was a finalist um, when I went there. And it's great because you get to go into everything. You get, you get a little bit more kind of, uh, I don't want to say like privilege because that's not it. But people VIP. will be like, no, it's it's like, oh, yeah, come on in. You know, you're, you're a finalist. Cool. And, like, people are coming up to you and they're asking you about the script. And How do they know you're a finalist? Because you have a, a lanyard. What, what are those? Like badge? a patch, basically. A yeah. badge. Jeez. And um, this is going to be great. It, it, it'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And on <laughs> it, it says screenwriter. And then you get a sticker. And it says, you know, finalist or oh, semi-finalist or second right. round or whatever it is. And it has your script name on it. You know, when I went to Sundance Film Festival, I had a badge that said Asian American Fellow. And so it, all it did was point out that I was Asian American. That's it. That's all it did. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Finalist is better. <laughs> finalist. Yeah. My, mine said white guy. Finalist. White guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you submit your script and or movie. And then what happens next? Do you get an email or a letter in the mail at some point from... Awesome oh. film festival and like what does that say? Yeah, so my, what happened with me is I submitted 
And then I got a email that I think it said I advanced. And I'm not joking when I say this, I had forgotten like about the festival and months had passed. And then I got a phone call from uh, Matt, who was the programmer at the time. And he had said, hey, I just wanted to congratulate you. You're a finalist with your script, I Fuck James Bond. I was like, oh, great. Thanks, man. Did he say the word fucked? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> and I, I remember actually being very um, uh, unaware of the festival. Like, I had no idea of what the festival was because I had submitted the script to other screenwriting mm -hmm. competitions. And I asked him, oh, is this a big deal? Should I be coming out there? And he said, yeah, I would, I would come out here. And in my head, I thought that was a little strange because to fly to Texas for a fucking screenwriting festival seemed a little weird to me. Mm -hmm. But then I started to do some homework and realized that it was a pretty good festival and people really, really liked it. And that was how I found out. So then I went there and then you go to a little luncheon on like a Sunday and they announce the winners and then... I had won, so then I you go up and you give a little speech. I won in my category, at least. Okay, we're going to get into that because you've always said that, and I've always been very confused by what that looked like. But first, yeah. did they comp your ticket, or was it like, you should come out here, go ahead and pay for everything yourself? Yeah, they said they comp it if you win. They comp it if you win. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. So you're playing your hotel. Did you rent a car as well? No, I took a lift. Okay, so all of that you pay for on the hopes that you'll win and get it comped back. Yeah, I mean, I kind of chalked it up to being like, I'm not gonna recoup this. Yeah. And actually that rental car thing kind of comes into play at some point in my entire Austin experience. Oh, well, I'm yeah. excited to get there. Okay, so how, we're just doing the basics here, so apologies. Yeah. Um, how long is the festival and then how long did you stay there? And on top of that, would you recommend staying the whole time? I stayed from a Thursday to a Sunday it might have been a Friday to a Sunday. The festival itself runs, I think, seven to 10 days. And that's where they're showing other films. Mm. And it's like any other festival. However, I would not recommend staying there for more than like the three-day period. Because over that weekend that I went there, and which is like the big weekend, that's when all the panels are happening. That's when everyone is... Uh, uh, kind of doing their thing and, and you, you're meeting everyone, you're mingling, you're going out, mixers, all that stuff. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you arrive on a Thursday or a Friday and you're by <laughs> yourself. And I am by myself. Can you walk us through what you do when you get there? Because you and I have very different personalities. I'm a huge introvert. So when I got to Sundance by comparison, I was like, cool, I'm just staying in my room this whole time until they make yeah. me come out. <laughs> but you, I know, had a very different experience. So you're alone, you get there, paint us a picture of what you do. Okay. So there is a hub there. I believe it's called the Dresden Hotel. I should have looked this up, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you, you'll know. Like it, there's this one hotel that is like the main hotel. It is the heartbeat of this festival. It's where people cycle through. It is where there are booths that they have there. And it's like this big, um, this big hotel. And right down the street from this big hotel is kind of like the nightlight nightlife of Austin. And it would be what I would compare to like a college street. There are mm. places, there's like a bar, like boom, 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 like right one right after another. And then there's surrounding hotels. Why this is important is because to paint you the picture, I was so late and I was debating on going or not that all of the hotels were full. So mm. I booked a hotel late, which happened to be like 
35 to 45 minutes away. Yeah. I think it was like 45 to 50 minutes without traffic. What's considered late in terms of booking for Austin, do you feel like? I was like a few days before. Like I oh, was on the shit. fence. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I get there. I get to, you know, I take my lift over to my hotel. I load up or unload. And then I'm like, take me to the Dresden. And then I get a lift over there. And it was so far that I knew that I was kind of stuck in this area for the day. Mm-hmm. And there was no going back and forth to the hotel, which was a big deal because most people go back to their hotel and just kind of decompress throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. But not me. So that means you are stuck in the hub, but that's not bad, right? Because do they have just things going on all day? Or was it scheduled in such a way where you just had huge swaths of time that you were just drinking? <laughs> yeah, no, there was downtime for sure. And the Dresden, this hotel has this one main bar area where everyone kind of comes to and congregates. And so I just hung out there. Like I went there and I would pop in and out of panels, but the panels have such long lines and I was not prepared at all. Like you would have had a fucking heart attack because (laughs) I was, I was just like, okay, maybe I'll pop into this. Maybe I'll pop in over here. But I ended up just sitting down and like I would have a drink, I would meet new people, and then I would just walk to a panel or something. You would meet new people just because there were so many people, they would just happen to sit next to you and you'd, you were by yourself. So you would just be like, yeah. hey, how's it going? What are you doing well, at the festival? So here's the thing, is that a lot of people there are by themselves. And it, it reminds you of this environment, mm-hmm. like the old days where you had to like talk to people. Yeah. So a lot of people are by themselves and a lot of people want to talk and talk about screenwriting. And so everyone's kind of open. That's cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's great. Even for an introvert like me. Okay, so you ended up getting an award. I'm very curious how that happened. Is it just one big award show on a Saturday night, kind of like the Oscars, and there's just kind of a bunch of different award panels? like? Like there's the genre, there's whatever group you were in, all the finalists yeah. are sitting at your table. And then there's like, I don't know, the comedy people over here. And then they just mm-hmm. do all the awards that night. And you just kind of, yeah. someone with an envelope is like, Josh Hallman. <laughs> yeah, it's a brunch. And so it's on a mm. Sunday. And yeah, the way it works is like the awards and they do awards for, you know, now that I'm realizing it, they do awards for movies as well. So mm-hmm. it's everything in in the festival. And you know, there's different categories you can enter, obviously, with your script, comedy, drama, sci-fi, and then you have features and television. And I think now they even have short form and podcast. And then, Mm -hmm. so there's all, you know, this is every festival, you have all these little subcategories. I had entered at this year, it was a award sponsored by the blacklist, and it was Mm -hmm. called the fade to black award. And it was like for comedy scripts mm-hmm. so that was mine the the comedy award interesting so someone called your name you had to go up onto a stage it was your boy franklin leonard oh franklin leonard all right yeah. franklin leonard who runs and created the blacklist so he calls yeah. josh hallman you go up and is there a physical award they gave you yeah <gasps> of course i've never seen it oh it's awesome what was your speech were you prepared? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I was like, thank you. This is crazy. I wrote a script called I Fuck James Bond. I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> thank you. This is a really weird thing. Yeah. I mean, the speeches people give, I mean, the, this is like in a small room. No one wants to hear them. Yeah. This is like, 
like one minute in and out. Like, oh yeah, no sure. Were there people who won who weren't present? Yeah, there were. there were. Okay. Yeah. So there's people who, yeah, there's finalists who weren't present, but it's cool. It's a cool, like cool atmosphere. I was just curious about that because I didn't know if I remember I made it to like the semifinals or something for Austin and they said, Hey, come out here. And I thought that they meant we'll pay to, for you to come out here. And so because I had to pay for it and I didn't have any money, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then I, I sort of wondered myself if it was all just kind of a money ploy. Like if you go out there and pay mm -hmm. for it and buy their badge, then you you may actually make it to the finals, but yeah. only then. But it sounds like, no, it's legit and people can win awards and not go. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I hate to say this, but the festival needs to make money. They're mm -hmm. going to push anyone to come out there. Because the screenwriting festival is not rolling in dough. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it gets, it's so fucking busy there. It's good revenue for everyone. So yeah. as much as I love the festival and I love everyone, it, it's not like, you know, they're looking out for their best interest too. So they're going to tell everyone, come out here, come out here, come out here. But I will say you can make a ton of really good, like you can meet a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you did, and I'm excited to get there, but we have to do some boring stuff first. Okay. Yeah, Jesus, come on. Get to the fun stuff. <laughs> so you win, but you, well, you win on a Sunday. I guess this question is dumb, but did yeah. that winning give you access to different parties or people? Was there a, a consequence of your winning, I guess, at the festival itself? You know what, Tasha? It was a Saturday. I won on a Saturday. So then you got and a whole other day. I did, you know, I, I know this because I went out that night. <laughs> Were and you like, yeah, is... I won. Did you bring your no. award with you? <laughs> so this is the other thing that happened. I was by myself. I had this award. I met up with a couple people that I met in the award ceremony mm -hmm. at that Dresden right afterwards. And we were all sitting together like, holy shit, we all just won this award. Like an hour goes by. Everyone's like, we're going to go back to the hotel. We're going to get some rest. Josh, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I'm just going to hang out here. And I ended up riding on a fucking horse and trolley, like a horse and carry thing, a carriage thing around Austin with the trophy and <laughs> because I couldn't go back to my hotel. And that's what I did for like two hours. <laughs> oh, oh, I need that scene in something. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I was like the one guy carrying around the trophy. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't know where to put it. <laughs> Everyone put it back at their hotel. I guess you didn't need your badge anymore. You had your trophy. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. All right, so that's the writing stuff. I think the more interesting stuff is the networking stuff because yeah. it feels like, at least for your experience, that's where you got the most bang for your buck in a way from the festival. So first question, how early into the festival did you start drinking? <laughs> I mean, early. <laughs> <laughs> like you arrive at the Dresden and it's on. I'm like, what am I going to do here? Where the <laughs> fuck am I? I guess I'll go sit in a panel. Okay, cool. I sat in a panel and then I was like, all right, this is great. And then I just went and sat down. And then, I mean, maybe this is kind of a default, but if I'm around people and someone else is having a drink and they want to have a conversation, there's a 98.76 chance I'm going to have a drink with them. <laughs> and so I did. And that was that. 
<laughs> so what does networking look like in Austin in general? I mean, you kind of painted the scene a little bit where you were just sitting around and people just kind of were eager to talk about screenwriting. Is that just kind of how the town is? How do you engage with people? If I'm, if you're talking to me, an introverted Tasha going to Austin this, this year, how do you recommend I, I network? It's interesting because there are mixers that happen around the hotel. And as a matter of fact, Coverfly, they've hosted, maybe they still host a mixer. Coverfly, one of our partners for our mentorship program. Yeah, they're great. But no, I think so they, I think that they host a, um, like a mixer for instance. And that, what that means is from like four to six, there's a very specific bar you can go to and you hear about it through people who are just talking about it. Or in some cases, they'll, you'll, you'll literally like see a sign that's like, come to the Coverfly mixer down mm. the street. And there's multiple mixers going on, like Final Draft might host one and someone else mm. might host one. And you can go there and it's just like, kind of going back to your question about like the introvert and your, how do you like start this conversation? Like people are just standing there by themselves and they're just waiting to be talked to. And so I've <laughs> had people come up to me and they're like, hey, what do you do? I'm like, you know, like, you're a writer. Oh, this is what I write, this is what I write. And some people, really really like come on with it and other people are just there to kind of chat and 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 you know catch up with each other and just talk about writing but, yeah. you know you get you get the the different people that's cool austin has something i think it's called the texas barbecue which mm -hmm. everyone rec told me to go to mm -hmm. and that's where like everyone from the festival they go to that and you have to hop on a, a shuttle oh. and they take you they take you to this barbecue it's really great why is that the like place to be for some reason, everyone has told me, you need to go to the Texas barbecue. The food's great, but also it's like where all the writers go. And mm. it's, it's uh, I don't know. Everyone just always says it's a great place. How do you find out if someone's a writer or a producer or director? Does everyone pretty much have a badge or are you just finding these out? Because I know you met a shit ton of people from writers, mm -hmm. producers, agents, and everybody. Um, is it just through talking to people or does everyone kind of have a badge are there producer parties like what does that look like yeah i will say the majority i'd say 90 percent of the people are either they're wearing a badge and they're they're either writer or producer and if they say producer it probably means they produced one of the films at the festival okay and it's really weird because people who are on the panel some of the bigger writers and the a-list writers and the producers and agents and managers those have their own little separate parties. And what I mean by that is um, in 2019 when I went, there was a Verve party and that was kind of like closed off. And Verve is uh, an agent, a big agency excuse me, in yes. our business for yeah. screenwriters in particular, but also directors, I believe. Do they do directors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. so. And they were having a party that was, um, you had to be on like a list. You had to be invited. And you had to be on, oh my God, I said the list. The and list. Yes. Yeah. And so I went to that. How'd you get on the list? Uh, Boxer Bomb. Okay. So you met your agent there. This was in 2019, by the okay, way. Okay. This was the last one. Yeah. So yeah. You this, already this had was your the last agent. One. Did he say, oh, you're going to Austin Film Festival. Let me get you on the list? Or No. I didn't even freaking know about the party. I ran into him on the street, actually. Okay. <laughs> actually but that's i you know what there you have to there's like a you have to just be open to the flow of any festival yeah for some reason it always works out i don't know how i don't yeah. know why but you just run into people and you're like 
oh, cool, I'm coming there tonight. I was about to go home, but this night just got extended. Yeah. You and I handle festivals very differently. <laughs> um, <laughs> yours is the right way, by the way. Mine is terrible. No, no, So no. Josh the other day told me a story about a party he went to in Austin where he met a famous person, someone who's very awesome, and he never told me about this story. And so really my next question is just, what other fucking stories do you have that you've not told me? <laughs> I, um... <laughs> No, I think that was it. I don't remember these. I, they, they leave my head and then they come back in like a, a spark of a moment. And I'm like, oh, man, that's right. And so basically what happened, what Tasha's referencing is, so I got connected with an acquaintance at the time. And I knew this guy. I met him. This, this one guy I'm talking about, he knew my wife as well. And my wife, Nicole, was like, oh, so-and-so's down at the festival. You should connect with them. I was like, oh, cool. So I connect with this, this acquaintance. Who's, who knows like a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. And then we end up going to, like he was like, come over to this party later. I was like, all right, great. So we went to this party and there was like one, like this director there that I just love mm -hmm. and this person. And I ended up just, you know, getting into, got in over my head at the party. <laughs> so Since you're not gonna say the name of the director, which I think is appropriate, could you at least say what happened? So I'm not big on, I'm not like a, I don't smoke. I'm not like big in, like a, I don't, the point is I accidentally ate like a weed uh, pot cookie or a weed cookie or something. I sound like, like an old man. Which is and just the greatest moment for it was, me. It was in this room though. Like no one, I, and so I ended up just eating it and someone was like, hey, you don't have to do that. You know, I know that's, you know, you don't have to do that. You, you'll get high or whatever. And I was like, and everyone looked at me and I was like, no, I'm good. And I just kept eating it. <laughs> So that's a stupid story, but yeah, you no, get into you things like that. You don't have to do drugs in order to network at the Austin Film Festival. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, just, I think I was, probably I don't tell you these stories because that <laughs> night messed me up. I was like, oh, God damn, what did I do? Can I ask then, when you come up to these situations at the Austin Film Festival, which you almost certainly will, because it sounds like it's such a hub for so many people in our industry, where you come up to uh, a big agent or um a big director or actors even i imagine who might be there question mark how do you handle yourself like are you pitching your script to these directors and agents and managers no. me no absolutely not i would recommend not doing that at all and i think that i've seen it done i've seen agents and managers get kind of uh rushed and people are talking to them it is not personally my approach to be like, hey, this is my script that I have. I want, would you read this, 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 and this? And quite honestly, I don't think managers or agents want that. Mm -hmm. um, I would recommend if you can do this, just forming a relationship first. And then if you can get their contact information, I don't know how to go about doing that. I don't have like the right answer to do that or how to do that. But my, my point of that was, I would not, at a festival at least, rush anyone and ask them to read your stuff. Yeah. I don't think it's going to – I'm pretty sure it's not going to be read. And if you have a script in the festival, and what happens at Austin is there's a booklet with uh, second-round semifinalists and finalists. Okay. And so in that booklet are the log lines of all the, uh, all the different scripts. So – does it also have your contact information in there? It also, okay. yeah, it also has your contact information. So I'm kind of jumping around maybe, but 
I had received after Austin a couple uh, messages and requests to read my script because, um, you know, it was a finalist in the booklet and uh, people had reached out to me. So my point of that story is people will reach out to you if they mm -hmm. want to reach out to you. Yeah. So the you recommend the best method when you're out there at parties and talking to people is just to talk to people, just hang out yeah. with them. If they happen to ask you about your script, you can tell them, but don't be in a rush to tell them about your thing. Because I think when I started going to festivals or, or these kinds of competitions or any kind of networking event when I was first starting, I felt like, and it's because people told me this was true, that this was my one chance. Like if I didn't yeah. nail this networking event, then might as well just leave Los Angeles. There was just so much pressure that was put onto being able to do the elevator pitch and to nail it and to be suave. And I feel like I personally got caught up in all this pressure that I embarrassed myself many, many times. But I think if you realize that it's not going to be your only opportunity to network, it's really just an event where people are just trying to have fun, talk to people who are like-minded and connect yeah. with people on that level, then they'll probably reach out to you. I know that you have mentioned a lot of times just in passing, like, oh, I reached out to so-and-so, my buddy so-and-so who I met at the Austin Film Festival. I feel like you still have an email list of people that you keep in contact with whom you met just casually there. Yeah, totally. I, I've met some really good people who are working on TV shows now. And yeah, I've met like, I would probably say five or six people that I actively interact. I mean, actively in the sense of like, every once in a while we'll send messages or do a check-in or I'll see mm -hmm. someone has a credit on something and I'll drop them a message. So if you're a writer there at the festival, I would say you are probably going to come away with contacts with other writers and not a manager or an agent as maybe as hard as that sounds. Mm -hmm. That would be because it's just hard to get around managers and agents. You don't want to like bum rush one of these uh, men or women and say, Hey, here's my script. This, this is like, they're getting that all the time. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, and you know that, I mean, we have probably have friends who are like, Oh my God, like, please, I just, I'm here to enjoy myself. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to, um, have to always be on or. And also as another thing, producers, agents, managers want to work with people that they enjoy their personality. Yeah. They, they enjoy their company. So if that comes first, then they may also then see your name on the little booklet and be like, oh, that person was really cool. I'll reach out to them. Yeah. What's really interesting are there's producers at the festival, mostly smaller producers that are really like hungry, which is great. That's mm -hmm. not a knock at all. It's people who are like trying to find the next thing. And they're actively talking to people. I have business cards still from people who mm. um, are like, here, hey, I'm so-and-so. This is what I'm working on. What's your script? What do you like to write? They're asking very specific, what's, what kind of genre do you like? What's your script you have now? Oh, I'd love to read it. And so I would say you're probably, if you're going to the festival, you're going to get producers. Like That's cool. They're going to ask you. Yeah, it's really cool because you get a lot of like hungry people looking yeah. for scripts. It's a great place for producers to go to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet to find a lot of really interesting talent. I mean, yeah. that's why, you know, your agent went. Do you want to tell your story about meeting Boxer Bomb? Since I know we've told that story before, but if people are just coming to this because they want to learn about Austin, it's a really great story of how Josh met his agent. I basically met Boxer Bomb through the Austin Film Festival where I he had reached out to me uh, when the script had one and he said hey i read i read your script i'd love to talk with you when we get back to los angeles and i was like great 
And I went, when we got back to LA, we set up a meeting like a week later and I sat down and he was like, I, you know, I want to take the script out and try to sell it. And I was like, amazing. He was like, let's, next step is get you a manager. I was like, awesome. So that was essentially my my path to getting, getting so this wasn't agent. even someone that you met at Austin Film Festival. This was someone who reached out to you after finding out you won. Yeah, we had like crossed paths in the sense where it was like we were around each other and he was at the luncheon, I think. And I actually, no, I'm sorry. I got introduced to him at the festival because someone was like, oh, this is a finalist. And he's like, oh, you know, nice to meet you. But it didn't go any, you know, didn't like go beyond that it was just yeah. like an introduction got it interesting yeah all right so it's possible to get an agent or a manager from austin oh yeah absolutely all right so having kind of been through the chaos of the networking and the partying and all of that did you walk out of there with any kind of practical things that you would recommend writers take with them and i mean literally like you said you didn't come with anything. So would you recommend people come with a notebook to write names in? Do you recommend business cards, copies of their scripts, headshots? What do you recommend? Yeah, I would recommend when you go to panels that you really want to go to, get ready to take notes. Because I have a story. It's actually about Meg LaFoe, who is the writer of Inside Out. She actually has a really great podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as ours and um <laughs> and this was in 2019 i was with kai we had our film and kai was like i want to go to this panel she's doing this talk about like um structure and story and theme and everything like she was talking about everything and i was like dude i think i'm gonna go i went to a different one uh i can't even remember the name of the writer but he wrote action comedies and i was mm -hmm. like i'm gonna go see him and so i went to him i went and saw this guy kai went his way to meg and I'm sitting in and I was like, all right, I'm going to leave a little early. So I split early on my guy and I went to go find Kai and pause for a second. Let me rewind. The reason I went to the action comedy guy actually was because the Meg one was all full. Mm. It was like standing room, like everyone was coming to see her. And so I, then I go back to my guy, I see the action comedy talk and I head over there and it's just getting out like this, um, this uh, panel is just finishing up and everyone, all of the writers walking out of this, this is like a hundred and 200 people they look like like meg had taken a magic wand and fucking blessed them with the knowledge <laughs> of screenwriting and i was like well, what's going on everyone had that like bright eyed look like oh my god and they, like everyone's just walking out and like it was like chit chat it was like or like chatter like out of like a movie and i find kai and kai was like i need to go back he's like i feel like i could sit down at a computer and run through a wall right now oh my I was like, god what are you fucking talking about he's like i took notes i was like send me the notes he has like screen like pictures and apparently meg gave this incredible panel about just like story and she was so inspiring and i missed it so <laughs> first of all here's what's practical plan ahead number one which i don't learn my lesson so plan ahead Bring a notepad or your iPad or your phone and get ready to take notes. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would, that's like know where you want to go. Like they, you can literally go on the Austin website and see, okay, look at uh, John from Bellevue is having a, uh, Bellevue is having a panel at 11 a.m. 
back in woods are at 12. I'm going to go to this one. And I'm going to bounce over to that one. And pe- yeah. you see people on the streets like running around, like going to. See, that's me channel. when I go to a festival. I have like to the minute exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. And sometimes I'll skip things and that gives me a nice free hour. But right. I, I plan the hell out of my time there. I'm very selective with my advice. I don't know <laughs> if I like. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. <laughs> Do what he says, not what he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that I mean, everyone's different. So that's why I come into this and just say this is what I did. But yeah. I did not plan because I really, you know, this is like how sometimes I approach things. Unfortunately, is sometimes I'm like, if it's meant to be, it is meant to be. I will put forth an effort. Uh, but if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Hey, there's something very uh, zen about that. Zen, Josh. Let go. Go, go with go. the flow. Yeah, yeah, let life happen. So you yeah. would not recommend business cards, copies of your scripts, things like that that people bring? No, not uh, copies of their script. Business cards, that's totally up to you. I mean, I, I just, I'm not a business card person. Did you see people there, writers, who had business cards that they were handing out? I did. Okay. How do you think you can gauge if your Austin trip was successful? And how would you recommend writers or what would you recommend writers do to make it successful? If your gauge of success is if you win or not, I'm 100% all fucking with that. But if you're not <laughs> in a finalist, then yeah, I would come in with a couple objectives of like, you know, I want to meet certain people. Or I want to meet X amount of people. Or I just want to get out and socialize again, mm-hmm. or I just want to be around people who are like-minded just kind of know what you're getting yourself into. And I would just say, if you're at the festival, when you're at the festival, be as proactive as possible. Talking to people, going out. Mm-hmm. You can sit in your hotel room anywhere. Go out and fucking do something. You can write when you get home. Yeah. I know people who are, I mean, it's great to, if you need to write, if you have a burst of inspiration, obviously. I'm not saying don't write, but I'm just saying that I would, that's, that's how I look at it. Like the human connection, go out and meet, uh, people who speak. Who speak. Yeah, exactly. You're not, it's really hard to find that, especially if you don't live in Los Angeles. All right. If you talking about kind of post Austin, if you walk away and you have these few connections, you have a few email addresses, what do you recommend doing once you get home to maintain those relationships effectively? Hey, man, really great to meet you. Let's grab some coffee sometime. Let's grab a drink sometime. Let's catch up. That's what I would do. Yeah. I would follow up with everyone, though, for sure. Yeah, and it's not, hey, I'm back in L.A., you want to read my script? It's, no. hey, I'm back in L.A., want to grab coffee? Yeah, totally. I'm a big believer of kind of like planting the seed and let it germinate. Yeah. Like, I get it. Every and like it's really hard not to do, and you, you're like I know people view it as like this is my one shot. This is it. It's great to be bold and ask these crazy questions. Read my script. Read my script. But the, my personal opinion is when you kind of come at come at something with that approach, it uh, doesn't doesn't work out the way you want it to. I agree. I feel like any time I've approached anything that way, it's not worked. Every time I approach it the other way, which just yacks. Yeah, like you don't care because you kind of don't. You're just here to meet this person and have a laugh for an evening or whatever the case yeah. may be. And, and that always works out so much better. Yeah. All right. If someone is going to Austin hoping to get an agent or a manager, that is their intention. What do you feel like is the best advice for those people? I would say you're not going to be signed at the festival. 
probably not unless you are like a finalist and you or you're a semi-finalist or so like like i said they're going to reach out to you right mm -hmm. so you're not going to meet john at the festival on a friday and he's going to sign you on a saturday like that's mm -hmm. not going to happen what i would do is maybe go to one of their panels hear them talk about oh uh boxer bombs talking about spec sales and what he's looking for and, and this and that and go to the panel absorb some of the things he says and if possible figure out a connection to boxer bomb and and somehow get to him and say hey i heard your panel over at austin i would love to submit something to you mm -hmm. that doesn't seem possible probably because it's really hard to get in touch with these these agents and managers so i don't know it's 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 just really tricky it's really tricky you have to like but that's also the benefit of having a network because these people you meet and these relationships you have someone can possibly help you yeah the more people you meet the more help you can have along the way absolutely but agents and managers are coming to some of these parties that you're talking about right so it's sure. possible you might run into an agent or a manager at a party do you have any advice for someone to like up their chances of of sort of making a strong connection with an agent or a manager in that kind of setting we maybe already covered it, but thought I'd ask specifically about that. Uh, I would probably introduce myself to someone, to an agent or a manager, and just be like, hey, I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm a really big fan of your clients and your work, and I just wanted to say that my name is Josh. That's it. Like, I would leave it at that. Like, some, I would just do one of those uh, introductions if that were... Obviously, it would have to be true, yeah. you know, if you really want go to. Google but, that, um, yeah. Go Google who their clients are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, that that's what I would do. That's how mm -hmm. I, if I saw someone, that would be kind of how my approach would be to someone. Yeah. An agent or a manager. Well, then, what if someone's objective at the festival is to sell their script to a producer? What advice do you have for them there? I would just say that's, like, not going to happen. <laughs> Find a new goal. <laughs> no, I mean, I hate to say that. I, I just, you might meet a producer and say, hey, would you, I would love to send you this. This sounds like something you might like. You just have to feel people out. You have to talk to them, but you're not going to like sell anything over a weekend or anything like that. No one's even going to read your script that weekend. Everyone's there yeah. to do the same thing. Producers are there to meet people. You're there to meet people. No one has time. They're going to be hung over on the flight on the way home. Like, it's just not happening. Like that that's just the, the unfortunate reality. Yeah. I think that this is my world I live in. So <laughs> if you do end up selling anything to a producer at the Austin Film Festival, please let us know. Um, yeah, you're more right. than welcome to come on here. And yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> I want to wrap up with a kind of like lightning round of specific advice. Sure. Fucking let's fire it off. All right. Advice for writers who got a rejection letter and didn't make it into Austin this year. Who the fuck cares? Keep going. <laughs> All right. Who, who the fuck cares that you got rejected? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. There were more submissions this year than there's ever been. There were more submissions last year than there had ever been in the year before and the year before. It just keeps getting harder and harder and harder. So you have to keep that in mind. It is a very, very difficult thing. Some people get lucky. Some people don't get lucky. You know, like, I, I don't know the... I don't know. Maybe the reader that day when they read your script is having a very bad day. Like I, it's, I don't know. There's these weird things that come into play and it's, it's like, I, I just keep going, you know? I mean, that, that's what I would say at all, always, you know, it sucks. 
I, by the way, my life is rejection in this entertainment industry. You know, this is not like I've only had success on like something. It's everything is rejected. You know, that's like the majority of it. So at this point, I put on that shell and I pretend like everything's <laughs> fine. Advice to writers who did make it and are intimidated to go. Just go. That's my advice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> advice for writers who did make it. They're excited to go, but they have no idea what to expect. And that scares them. Well, I would say re-listen to this fucking podcast because now you know what to expect. You expect other writers who are in the same exact boat as you. You're not alone. Just remember that everyone there is feeling naked. They want to have a connection. Advice for writers who make it, they feel like this is it. These three days in Austin, I'm going to make or break my career here. I would say it's not going to make or break your career. Also, I want to add that if you do win, Take advantage of that moment because it's going to feel like it's never going to go away, but it's going to go away and take <laughs> advantage of it as much as you possibly can. And I sincerely mean that. Like you have momentum and it doesn't happen that often. So if you win, you're getting meetings, just bottle that moment and just run with it for as long as you can. Don't like be the cool guy who's like, I'm going to just sit this one out and wait for people to contact me and this and this and this. Like if you're getting meetings with managers, that's the time to try to get other meetings with managers and other agents where you have the momentum uh, behind you. You actually answered within that answer a lot of my other lightning rounds. So that's it. Those are all my questions. Did I miss anything? Episode. Is there anything else you want to bring up that I have missed in my very thorough interview? I mean, was it thorough? <laughs> Did I just ramble the entire time? I don't know how I feel right now. This is the most talking I've ever done on this podcast. That was fantastic. I thought it was really educational. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, you, if you're going, just, just enjoy it, you know? For me, it took the fear out of what it would be like to go to Austin, having never been. Just hearing kind of the practicalities of how it all worked and what yeah. you had to do on a day-to-day -day basis. That, that stuff, it, for me, all that uncertainty is the stuff that scares me. Yeah, no, it's definitely overwhelming. Like, I won't lie. Like, you get there and it seems like everyone else has something going on. You feel like you're like a freshman in high school and everyone else is a senior and you're like, what, why, where are they going? Why do they <laughs> like, what do they know that I don't know? Like, that's kind of what the vibe was. Yeah. And, and um, I, you know, it sucks. It's just really uncomfortable, but it's just the way it is. Power through, power you through. Just, you just have to power. Everyone's through. in the same boat. Like you said, a lot of people came there alone as well. Yeah. I wonder if, there's like a Twitter connection at this point within Austin. Like, I wonder if people are there and they can like, maybe that's a way to meet up or find out where things are going on. Like, it seems like a logical step for people attending the festival. Yeah, absolutely. I am fairly certain they had that when I was in Sundance and that mm -hmm. was many years ago. So yeah, presumably they would as well. And, and at the time it was like, here's info about a party that's happening right now. Here's info about, um, they. I feel like there weren't many panels at Sundance, but they had sort of like expos where you could test new technology. Again, it's for filmmakers more than it was for writers. So it was like mm. new technology that you could use to shoot your movie and um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, hashtag whatever. Yeah, find find that out. I'm sure hashtag it is. I'll have, to, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, are we good? Is this it? Is this the Austin Film Festival? I think, did we do it? Did we answer questions? Like, that's what, like, I've been getting asked that and. Yeah. Yeah, just take advantage of it. 
people are I hope this made it. sense. I, I keep saying take advantage of it. I hope people understand what that means. I think with all the context we've given them, absolutely. And I, I mean, listen to this on the plane ride when you're there and, and just go for it. You got this. It's awesome. This. I'm like excited. Send, I wish I was there. If you're at, if you're out at a mixer and you need to look like you're doing something and like you're talking to someone, send Tasha and I a message on Twitter and it'll make it, you know, when people have to like pretend like they're occupied. Absolutely. Yeah. One of Absolutely. those oh, important message and just send us one of those, like a cryptic message on Twitter, like pretending like I'm talking to someone. <laughs> and Josh will be your support guru. Yeah, I will. I'll hold your hand through anything. All right, quote of the day. It's an enormous wall that's built between you and your dreams. And if every day you just chip away, it may take 10 years, but eventually you just might see some light. Edward Burns. I love that. He's a big festival guy too. There you go. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act2Writers on Twitter and on Instagram for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha3.0. And I'm on Instagram as Josh, uh, Josh Hallman and Joshua Hallman on Twitter. And as always, the Act2 podcast is a production of Act2, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist. Music by 414 Beg, which you can find on Spotify. Mm -hmm.